Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports Station. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Here we go now. I am seeing the weirdest Super Bowl prop bets uh, happening. Like some of them are on like Rihanna's wardrobe. Um, whether or not uh, the ones I like the most are like whether or not they're going to mention Patrick Mahomes' ankle over under fifty times. I think it's mentioned a million times in pregame shows. Million. Keyshawn say it doesn't matter. Now I want to. I wanted to interrupt, but we had Keyshawn on, so I'm going to let him speak. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you must not have had a high ankle sprain. I've had two or three of those things, and at six weeks, I felt. 85-90%. Oh, I think they mention it when the offense takes the field. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you, if the Chiefs lose the toss and take the field first, within the first 30 seconds of the game, they mention his ankle. We're, we're going to see how Pat Mahomes' ankle holds rap. up. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're absolutely, that's exactly mm-hmm. what they're going to do. They should do a split screen, ankle on one side, just doing whatever, and then the the game on the other half, and that's exactly what we should be Did watching. You, you guys know Greg Olson's doing a Super Bowl? Oh, really? God. He's Curtis hates Greg Olson. He's a he's ascended quickly. Yeah, this man's doing the Super Bowl. I mean, he's not bad. I'll Curtis. say this about Greg Olson. He's, Curtis, he's very. I honest. don't like Greg Olson because he stole eight million dollars from the Seahawks. He didn't steal. He the Seahawks gave him eight million. He stole eight million dollars. They gave him eight million dollars. It was a bad investment, and he took it and ran. Is what he did. He's got a hell of an agent. Didn't run. <laughs> Yeah, part of the problem is that he didn't run. But yeah, you're right. Just a great agent to get that deal done. I mean, but I'm just saying, I mean, part of the problem was probably that they shouldn't have gotten him in the first place. It seemed great in theory. Well, the guy who uh, championed bringing him on the no team. No longer on the team. No longer on the team, too. Did you see the report that Russell Wilson, uh, is the person you're speaking of, was the one who told Roger Goodell or suggested to Roger Goodell that the Pro Bowl should be a flag football game? Yeah, I saw that. It's mm. too bad he'll never get to play in it again. Curtis. Oh, <laughs> Goodness gracious. He was doing that for the benefit You're so of others. Still this morning. What's wrong with Hey, you? he said he had to wake up at three o'clock this morning. Yeah. And, you know, Willa got him. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Curtis is running on that parent energy, just tired dad, just yep, disappointed yep, yep. and angry. Unreal. Robert Turbin is gonna join us uh in a couple minutes. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl with Turbo. I've always wondered what life is like as a player at the Super Bowl, most especially the week leading up to it, the two weeks, but the week leading up to it when you're doing all these insane interviews and people are poking at you and it's the biggest game of your life. There's so much stress already and like, God, you're it just, I can't imagine what's going through your mind. Well, that's a great thing, man. Turbo can tell us about he it because he exactly. was there, man. I would imagine there's such a tight schedule. Because you got to fit in practice, you got to fit in interviews, you got to fit in family time. You want to go out and and enjoy yourself a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Not going to the clubs. Now, if I were, do practice squad dudes get to go to the Super Bowl? Uh, I think Seattle took so, their yeah. practice squad. Guys. I think everybody gets to go. If I was a practice squad guy, those dudes are living it up. They're not going to oh, play yeah. in this game. They're out there having a great time. I'm but showing up to the sidelines. Well, that was the story of the very first Super Bowl. Max McGee. Uh, was a practice squad guy for the Packers. One of their starting receivers gets hurt, and he's like hung over the day of the Super Bowl. And Vince Lombardi's like, hey, buddy, we need you in this game. And he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then he goes on and scores two touchdowns. No! And yeah, he was like, he should have been Super Bowl MVP in that game, but uh, that was like the most famous practice squad guy. I've, I've had some of my greatest church league performances hungover. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? In the Lord's house. You know? I know, right? You're going into God's house. No, it's it's a gym. It's just Shame a church on lead. You. It's a church it's lead. Disrespectful. Went out there and dropped 35 on them one yeah, time. Yeah, look. You know? I'm just saying, sometimes your best performances come in your weakest moments. They do. You know what you I mean? You got to focus. You got to lock in. Yeah. When God is testing you and you meet the moment <laughs> and you perform, that's exactly what it is. Speaking of, Curtis, you mentioned this. I always love this conversation. Who's a Super Bowl should have been a Super Bowl MVP. You know the should have been Super Bowl MVPs where you're like, how did that guy not win? Like everyone always says about Cam Chancellor for Super Bowl yeah, 48. That's one. Um Who is the who is the running back when Pat Mahomes uh, Patrick oh, uh, Mahomes. Damian Williams. Damian Williams should have been Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, because his the touchdown iced the game. Yeah, well, not only that, but he had he had over a hundred yards. I think he had two yeah. touchdowns that game. Um, I wonder if Super Bowl forty nine, unfortunately, if it plays out in the way that we all wanted it to, Ugh. does Chris Matthews win Super Bowl MVP? Mm. The Seahawks receiver. No, he I think had it... he had over a hundred yards. I think he had <laughs> at least one touchdown. Maybe a second. What was Lynch's line? Because if he ends up running that in and it's a touchdown and it's a winning touchdown in the final seconds. He might seconds, get it, but. I hate even thinking Chris about Matthews this hypothetical. Chris Matthews was incredible in that game. Yeah. God, that's just, again, it's always a bummer because there's all these great moments that go down as forgotten moments. Right? You have Jermaine Curse's catch gone down as a forgotten moment, even though it was absolutely amazing. And you just couldn't believe it. Um, anyway, so we are going to talk about uh, Super Bowl with Robert Turbin. We've got some Seahawks questions, but I'm curious to ask Robert Turbin. I know it feels like we're asking about quarterbacks so much, but it's a huge decision that Seattle's going to have to make. I mean, and it's, it's a gamble biggest, no matter what you do. No matter what you do, it's a gamble. It's the biggest decision. You know, it was, um, you know, it reminds me of when I was going to college, my mom set me down and goes, this is the biggest decision you're going to make in your life. What school are you going to go to? What is the right fit? And for the last, I would say, for Gino and the Seahawks, this offseason, biggest decision they're going to make right here. Can they negotiate? All right. Well, uh, let's figure it out. We'll talk Gino. We'll talk Super Bowl with Robert Turbin. He joins us now on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline Turbo. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm out here in Arizona for Super Bowl stuff. The sun is out. It's feeling good. How are you guys? Uh Good. We good. We We're good. good. Hey, hey, Turbo, I saw you at the honors with that black on black suit, boy. I see you out there, Turbo. Well, it, was really, it was really like it was really like a charcoal, like a dark gray kind <laughs> okay. of thing. You know what I'm saying? So okay. You know what I mean? I, I kept it. I kept it real basic, you, you know, because you know I could have got you know I could have really got fancy on it, but you know, I kept it basic, low key. You, but you, it was cool to see some. Go ahead. You do that yourself, or you had your stylist hook you up? No, you know, I you know, I do it myself, man. Just like how I represent myself. I don't do the agency no more. I cook my own food. I don't do the chef. <laughs> Why thing. didn't you get fancy you know on him though, Turbo? I you know what? I was just I, I was just <laughs> modest. I was feeling modest. <laughs> you didn't want to steal the show. You, you know what I mean? You know, you know, the guys they come with the big chains and they got the you know what I'm saying, the bling bling. So I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna just put on some dark clothing and you know what I mean? Sit, sit in the back, be low-key. What, uh, what was your favorite part of the night? Obviously, you got to sit there. You were pretty close. I see you on, on the IG. What was your favorite part of the night? You know what? That's a good question, Bump. There was, there was, the, the show was really good. Let me just say that. And there were so many different aspects to it. Kelly Clarkson, she was amazing. Her dress was, I mean, it was a nice dress, but it was Dallas Cowboys bank. So that made it kind of like not nice, but... <laughs> You know, the fact that she had all the players on there was kind of cool. And she was funny. I mean, she had some nice jokes mm-hmm. and everything like that. There was some real, 
I got to be honest, man. Like, I, there was a couple moments uh, I got kind of choked up. Like, you know, the DeMar Hamlin, he came out and spoke, and all of the medical team from both the Bills and the Bengals and even the medical staff uh, at the Cincinnati, uh, from Cincinnati, were all there. And, um, you know, they took some time to appreciate them, and that was an emotional moment. And the man of the year is always an emotional moment just because, you get to hear about guys' stories and then how their, you know, how their stories uh, inspire them to then do things within the community. So it was great. But, uh, you know, George Kittle, Cam Jordan from the 49ers and Cam Jordan, obviously from the state, they both sang songs. Like they actually sang like, and uh, I don't know if that was my favorite moment of the night, but certainly some, uh, some nice entertainment. Hey, uh, Turbo, there were plenty of awards obviously given out. Gino, the recipient of Comeback Player of the Year. But I'm more interested in your thoughts on the Jets' sweeping offensive and defensive Rookie of the Year, despite two Seahawks being nominated. What would you think about that win? Yeah, you know, I, I, I knew it was going to be tight. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson really kind of came on uh, towards the end of the season. And if, if you think about the, the type of season that the Jets had, just kind of, uh, funneling through different quarterbacks, uh, and he then still being able to be productive. That's a hard thing to do. And, and Bub can tell you this too, because, you know, you, you gotta, there's timing and, and precision and getting to know one another as far as quarterback wide receiver relationships. So for him to be able to do the things that he did without really developing any real chemistry with anybody was pretty cool. Obviously would have loved to see Ken, Ken Walt get it. Uh, but, uh, but Garen got it. The, the, on the defensive side, are real close. You know, I personally, I, I thought Tariq Woolen should have won it. I, I, I think it turned into a little bit more of a popularity contest uh, at that point, if I'm just being real, you know, not to disrespect the NFL or anything like that. Uh, but to, to, Tariq had a hell of a season. Thought he should have got it. But, you know, don't want to hate on the guys, man. These, 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 both of them, Sauce Gardner, too, they're going to have hell of a careers, man. And um, I'm, just, uh, I'm just happy to be able to witness greatness. Turbo, when you look at the running backs that we're going to see in this game, we got McKinnon and Pacheco over there for the Chiefs. You got Miles Sanders and Gainwell over there for Philly. Which combination do you like? Because I look at Philly and I go, all right, these are two true running backs. They're going to run that rock. They're smaller guys. But I look on the other side, I see Pacheco, who's going to finish runs. I see McKinnon, who's great out the backfield. Which duo do you like the best? Well, I like the Eagles uh, combination the best because of just how they – uh, stay true to the run scheme, how uh, they're kind of centered and built around wanting uh, to do something uh, around the, the run game. And when I say something around the run game, I mean because they utilize Jalen Hurts a lot in it too. So you're talking about read zones. You're talking about RPOs, those run path options. But those are based off run action first, where the Chiefs, although you know Isaiah Pacheco is great at getting downhill, he can break some tackles and do some things. You know, McKinnon, like you mentioned, is mostly utilized uh, outside of the backfield and and more of the passing game, and that's really what they want to do. They don't really stay committed to the run, even when it's going well. Uh, And so from that standpoint, I like like the English because if they can not only stick with the run but but be impactful and be effective, it, it, it could turn into a long day for the Chiefs. Talking now with Robert Turbin on Bump and Stacy Turbo, take us back to your mindset as a player during Super Bowl week leading up to it. I mean, what's that experience like? Oh, man, it was so crazy, Stace. I mean, especially the first one. 
I'm, I'm only in my second year yeah. uh, as a player, so I'm still a, I'm still a youngster. Uh, my, my, my mind is going everywhere. You're, you're trying to deal with your family and tickets and flights and hotels and get everybody settled in. And, and normally all of that happens in the first week. And this week, uh, you can finally actually kind of settle in. And uh, because practice is practice, you know, your study habits are, are, are the same, right? The way that you watch film and all those kinds of things. And then, you know, you lean on your veterans uh, who have who maybe have been in big games before and your coaches as well. You know, I, my coach Sherman Smith played nine seasons in the NFL. Obviously, uh, Coach Carroll has a ton of experience in these sorts of uh, games of, of, of this magnitude and uh, really was uh, impactful in helping us kind of keep our poise and, and all those things and, you know, really tied into the, the reason why we played the way that uh, we played. Uh, but for me personally, man, it's just trying to hold in that excitement until you get to Sunday so you can finally get out there and play, play in the game. Now you talked about your experience as a player, but what's your experience been like on the media side? I see you doing a bunch of hits, see you at some round tables. Are you at the pool parties? You playing some golf? Like what's, what's it like on this side? <laughs> oh, you, oh, you mean the, uh, the, the, the communications expert side there you go. Of, of, of things, right? <laughs> you know, not necessarily media. No, right? you media, dog. Uh, no. Exactly. You media. <laughs> you just don't want to claim us. <laughs> No, it, you know what? It, it's really been a lot of fun. The, 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 the best part about being on this side bump is I don't have curfew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I can do whatever I want to, you know, just as long as I'm at where I'm at, supposed to be at the next day. There you know, go. it's been good, man, because, uh, you know, I got to meet Barry Sanders last night for the first time, and, and, and Barry was the reason why I wanted to be a running back. Uh, and so to be able to have that opportunity, you don't always get that opportunity as a player. Um, and, and so, you know, on this side, you get, you, there, there's more opportunities to, to meet, you know, people, idols that you had, guys that you looked at, uh, like in the, in the, in the, I guess, media space, I'll give you this one for this story in particular. Okay. You know, I met, I met, um, Nate Burleson, former Seahawks, right. And when it comes to the television side, the radio side and stuff like that, like, you know, he's a guy for me. Uh, that I look up to in a lot of ways from a distance, right? Because I never had a chance to meet him before, uh, but I had that opportunity because of what I'm doing now. And so, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's amazing, man. I, I got a chance to interview Eli Manning, you know, the other day, right? He came on SiriusXM, and, you know, it, it, w- w- without that opportunity, without doing what I'm doing now, I, I probably would have never had that opportunity to uh, speak with, or interview for that matter, uh, you know, such a legend in our game, such a guy who has so much impact not only uh, as a ball player but also, you know, off the field as well, man. So uh, it, it's such a blessing, man, and, and, I, and I'm so, I have so much gratitude uh, for what's going on right now on this side of things that I'm not playing anymore. What would you say to Bernie Sanders? Uh, Barry, I, you know what? Or Barry Sanders. I, I, I don't know what Bernie. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie. I don't know who you was thinking about right there. No. Of actual uh, Bernie yeah. <laughs> um, Barry. No, I, I told him. I just, I just told I was straight. I, I, I ain't going to lie. Now, I was kind of struggling to get my words out, you know, because he was just, he was like, yo, we're good. I, I, got, I got stuff to do. You know what I mean? What you want, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I just, I told him, I said, man, listen, I know you, you probably get this a lot, you know, and I got it too a little bit as a player, you know. But I, you know, I'm just straight up like, hey man, you're 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 the reason why I I, I wanted to be a running back. Um, 
You're my, you're my favorite player as a, as a young kid. Like, I had, you know, when I was coming out of high school, guys, you know, team colleges wanted me to play defense. You know, I had more scholarships to play safety than I did running. I only had one scholarship, really, to play running back. And I took that because I wanted to be a runner because of Barry. You know, I wanted to be like Barry, you know, and that, that was the truth, you know. And so uh, – and that's what I told him. You know, I told him that quick little story as fast as I could so he can get up and get, you know, get to doing what he was doing. Um, but uh, it was an honor and a privilege to be able to have that moment with him like that. Turbo? Proud of you, bruh. I've, I've seen I've seen where you started. I see where you're going, man. And uh just want to show some love real quick. I see you out there making moves, man. And uh hopefully how Barry inspired you, man. You're inspiring some of these guys who are in the league or on their way out the league and, and showing them like, look, man, there's life after this if you do it the right way. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, man. You know, I told uh, you know, I got I did get a chance to see Ken Walk yesterday. Aww. And I and I got a chance to see Tariq Woolley yesterday. We took a f- couple photos together at the honors. I had just missed missed uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, but I told Ken Walker and I told Tariq Wolf specifically, I said, look, man, us Seahawks, we stick together. I'm telling you guys, man, if you guys need anything ever, man, I'm here for you. The other guys, we here for you. That, that's what we're all about in Seattle as Seahawks players, former and current, man. So it was great to see them there, being, a, being able to experience what they're experiencing, uh, experiencing as rookies. But they are going to go through some trials and some tribulations at some point. And, uh, you know, just wanted them to know, like, look, you can always lean on me as a former player of Seahawks or any other other guys, AJ and all those other guys for that matter as well. All right. He is Robert Turbin, kind enough to join us to talk Super Bowl. Thanks so much, Turbo. All right, Turbo. Hey. <laughs> this hour, Bump and Stacy is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. Let's get to four down territory. This is Four Down Territory, going inside the game with former Seahawks and Coug wide receiver Michael Bumpus. First down, congrats to Patrick Mahomes for winning his second MVP. He's the 10th straight quarterback to win the honor. If it weren't a quarterback award, who would have you given the MVP to in the last three years? It's a straight quarterback award. We know what it is, but aside, Pat Mahomes won it this year. He had 10 games with 300 yards plus. He had five games. Excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong set. He had three games. Excuse me, 10 games with 300 yards. He had 10 games with 300 yards, Stacey. Okay. Yeah, three games. <laughs> I get it. Over 400 yards. The dude bought out this year, but it has to be Justin Jefferson, right? 1,800 yards oh, as the sixth yes. most in NFL history for a single season. He had eight touchdowns. He led all receivers with 613 yards after the catch. In 2021, Aaron Rodgers won that thing. He had 37 touchdowns, four Four interceptions. You got to go with Cooper Cup that year. It is the the triple crown winner. The most receptions, the most yards, the most receiving touchdowns. This guy was amazing. 1,900 yards, the second most all time. And then in 2020, Aaron Rodgers won that thing again. You got to give it to King, King Henry. 2,000 yards, mm-hmm. fourth, fourth most all time. 5.4 yards per rush. 17 rushes. Rushing touchdowns. I'm stumbling right now. You're good. You're What's good. You're just on? so fired up. It's because that chain it's so you got clearly... on. It's the chain is blinging. It's, a little it's shining chain. on me yeah. right now. I'm just, you know, you know how it is. I'm just fancy today. <laughs> oh, uh, when man. when Derrick Henry didn't win it for 2000, that's when I was like, what does someone have to do? What do you have to do? Like, what does a running back have to do? Cooper Cub didn't win it and won the triple crown. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what else could be possibly better? I don't know. I don't understand either. All right, second down. 
Geno Smith received Comeback Player of the Year, and we couldn't be happier. But there were two other players who were not eligible who you feel fit the criteria for the award. Yeah, who are they? We're talking comeback. Now, the NFL has a different definition for it, and it's all good. Big ups, Geno, for winning that. But I got to start with Brian Robinson. My man was shot, the running back for the commanders. He was <laughs> oh, shot yes. in August and came back and rushed for 797 yards in 12 games. If he plays a full season, he's probably going over 1,000 yards. And then, of course, DeMar Hamlin. Talk yeah. about a comeback. That might be the biggest comeback of the year. DeMar Hamlin, we all know what happened with the cardiac arrest on the field. We see him last night at the honors. Gino, big ups to you. We are proud of you. Those are the other two Would I'd be like, look, if they were eligible for this, yep. they'd be in the mix. Third down. Which positions are the weakest when it comes to free agency in 2023? Man, wide receiver and cornerback. Wide receivers and corners are the weakest when it comes to free agents who are available. You look at, you look for headliners, right? Yeah. D-line, your headliner. Deron Payne, you got uh, Javon Hargrave. O-line, you got Orlando Brown. Linebackers, you have Deion Jones from Cleveland, Levante David from the Bucks, Tremaine Evans from the Bills. Running back, you got Saquon Bartley. Josh Jacobs and Jamal Williams. QB, you have Lamar Jackson and Geno Smith. You look at the receivers in the corners, there's some good guys out there, but there aren't really any headliners, man. So if you are looking for a wide receiver or a corner or a free agency, I think you're going to have to settle for a guy who's like a number two or a number three. Now you go to the draft and you find your future number one or number two. These guys aren't horrible, but there aren't really any headliners in that group. Would you stick with Marquise Goodwin, bring him back? If you were just like, hey... I need a wide receiver three anyways. I would. He's a free agent. 400 yards, four touchdowns. He wasn't available every single week, but those are the type of stats you need out of a number three. Fourth down. Stephen A. Smith, never one for controversy, says that Jalen Hurts cannot win in a shootout against Patrick Mahomes. Do you agree? Can he win in a shootout? I had to look at his games where I'm like, if a shootout for Jalen Hurts, you got to throw for over 300 and a couple touchdowns. That's a shootout. All right, so he threw for 333 against Minnesota, 340 against Washington with three touchdowns, 380 against Tennessee, three touchdowns, 316 versus Chicago, but he had two interceptions. Philly averages 28.4 points per game. The Chiefs average 29.2 points per game. On paper, that should be a close game. But then you look at Mahomes. Man, I mentioned 10 games over 300, two games over 400 yards. The highest-scoring game he had this year was 44. This offense is built for the shootout. Built for the shootout. So can he win in a shootout against Pat Mahomes? The the odds are in Pat Mahomes' favor, most definitely. But what do shootouts come to? They come to final drives when the defense has to make a play. I look at this Philly defense and I go, they have more than enough over there to get to that final drive and make a play. The question is, how consistent can Jalen Hurts be? If Jalen Hurts gets into a shootout with Pat Mahomes and he wins this thing, Man, the legacy of him is going to starts now. It's going to continue to grow. But I have to agree with Stephen A. Smith, man. I try not to mm-hmm. just for, you know, uh, giggles or whatnot. But I'm looking at this. I go, Mahomes is built for this. He's built for the shootouts. Travis Kelsey is built for it. Juju Smith-Schuster, Andy Reid, the enemy. This is what they do. So it would be in favor of Pat Mahomes. All right, coming up in the timeline, um, you have lots of praise for Jalen Hurts outside of just talking about the shootout, right? Like, you you give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit. We've all praised the Eagles, but uh, there's a group of people not happy with the Eagles at all. They've been talking about them, complaining about them all week, and it won't surprise you. That's next. This is The Timeline with Bump and Stacy, Brought to you by 1-800-DUIOA. Well, Bump, I always thought 40 Winers was kind of a tired nickname for the 49ers. Have you ever been a fan of that nickname? The Winers? The Winers. I always thought it was like, eh. I mean, it, it rhymes. It rhymes. I appreciate a rhyme. 
felt like a little bit of a tire joke, though. So, mm. um, you know, I, I've never really used it. However, some recent comments from Radio Row from 49ers players has me thinking it's actually a very fitting nickname. I guys, uh, You guys have already heard Christian McCaffrey, but we're going to play you all of this sound because Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Jimmy Ward, Robbie Gold, and Debo Samuel have all sounded off about the Eagles. Here's what Christian McCaffrey said. Uh, it's really tough. You know, it's... Um you know, you don't want to make excuses, obviously, but it, it just sucks because we wish we had, you know, a healthy quarterback for a full game and just kind of see how the game would have panned out. Um, it's a really good team that we played, but it's just it feels like something got stolen from you, you know, and uh, just wish it would have would have played out differently. Wish we could have ran that one back. But hopefully they change that rule where you can carry a third quarterback. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I hope they do. But. Yeah, definitely still tough. I actually think this one's pretty innocent because it's kind of how I feel about this game, which is like, well, we didn't really get to see the game. We were all hoping we'd see. Yeah, he was saying we weren't at full strength, and I could imagine what it would be like if we did have all of our guys out there. You're able to execute all of your plays. Really, they had runs and screens. That's all they had for the majority of that game. And McCaffrey's good for a run. He's good for a screen. But it's nice when you can set it up with a Debo Samuel pass across the yep. middle or George Kittle up the seam. So he's not – he's speaking facts. I, I see nothing wrong there. Brandon Ayuk, a little bolder. I got the Chiefs. I think uh, – I just – I don't know. I, I just I just, I just think uh, the Philly has definitely has – got Kelsey. Even they got their hands full. They got, their, they, got, they got their hands full. I don't know – I don't know um, fully about that defense. Um I don't know. I, they talk about him being a good defense. I'm not too sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think. The, I think the pass game, um, this Kansas City pass game, will uh, expose what we thought we were going to be able to expose um, before some fortunate circumstances happen. So we'll see. Well, you know what he sounds like. Mm. He sounds like me, my freshman year of college, when all I used to do was study my job and what I needed to do on offense. I didn't look at that D line. I didn't look at the linebacker on the other side. I didn't look at the safety. I was so just focused on what I had to do that I didn't really look at the rest of the game plan. And that's what he sounds like. He sounds like a guy like, yeah, I know that I would have gotten open and, and done my thing. Um, so he just sounds like he's um, he ain't been watching the film the way a coach actually does. Well, and because the Eagles are a complete and pretty dominant team. Exactly. When I hear him say that, I think, you know what? If Brock Purdy is perfectly healthy, I don't know that he has like a great pocket on every drop back with that Eagles defensive line. I don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't feel great about your chances against the Eagles. I, I took them to go to the Super Bowl, but it was something where I was like, this could really go either way. I had the Niners. I had the Niners going. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Ward goes on Instagram Live. This is what he said. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. When I catch when I catch Devontae Smith, because I'm going back to safety next year, and I'm going to go to some, whoever, whoever, whenever I play safety, I'm a well, I ain't going to say that much. I'm going to wait. Just wait. I'm going to be fine. You know, talk, talk that, you know, talk that talk. I ain't going to talk that much talk on here. But, uh, but when I do go back to safety, uh, yeah, uh, somebody got to pay. And hopefully both of them, both of them got to pay. Pay for what? <laughs> pay for what? I don't know. And is it, and it's not 100 that he's going back to safety. He even said himself, he talked to Shanahan and Shanahan, I saw a clip where Shanahan was like, do you want to play or do you want to be safety? Um, so nothing's guaranteed that he's going back to safety. And who is he going to replace? Gibson had five interceptions. He had Ufunga over there who was a pro bowler, all pro this year. Who Who is he replacing? And then also this happens in football. 
What's happening? Him talking, saying, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. This happens in football. It's just when, when it, in my generation, it happened, like, in the game, on the sidelines, not on social media and, and to the media. Just a different type of game. This isn't out of the norm. Right. But who, who's replacing that safety? It's a good question. I would also like to toss in here that um, the 49ers road opponents include the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't forget that the Super Bowl winner also hosts the first game. Is there a chance, Curtis, you pointed this out, that the Eagles host the 49ers in week one? Yeah, if the Eagles win on Sunday, they will be the de facto opening game at home. And their home game, one of them has to be against the 49ers. Yeah, so it, it, it all adds up. Um, the most uh, ridiculous Please, oh my gosh. name that I'm seeing getting involved here, <laughs> kicker Robbie Gold. And I'm not taking anything away from Philly. I think they're a really good football team. Uh, obviously, they have to be a good football team to get there. Uh, and they've done it pretty convincingly. Um, and they haven't really had to play in the playoffs a full game yet, right? So you get in a game where they're down. Um, you know, obviously, Kansas City gets up on them early. It might take them a little bit out of their game with a run plan, which I'm assuming they're going to try to get going first to get Jalen Hurts going. But if you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, um, you're going to have a, probably a pretty solid day on defense. Haven't had to play a full mm. game? Also, what do you mean make Jalen Hurts play quarterback? Jalen Hurts does play quarterback. He was second in MVP voting. First off, why are we going to kickers for analysis? <laughs> why are we going to kickers for analysis? Now, he might be one of the rare kickers who watches a lot of film and understands the game, but Robbie, kick the ball, put it through the uprights, and have nothing else to say. How are you? How is he talking? You you're not even a real football player. <laughs> you don't wear real football cleats. You wear soccer cleats to kick a football. I don't understand that. Robbie, I respect you. You're one of the best kickers in sure. NFL history. But I question the guy who brought you on his podcast to, to ask you about the Super Bowl. Yeah. What's going on here, man? Yeah, Curtis and I have our um, Curtis and Stacey uh, make people better NFL analysts than Robbie Goldcamp. It's our easiest camp. Yeah. <laughs> it's Anybody automatic passing yeah. grade for literally anyone who signs My up. Gosh. It's just it doesn't take long. Also, like I just I really do bristle at the make Jalen Hurts play quarterback thing. For real. Jalen Hurts was a great quarterback this year. That sounds like the criticisms we used to see of Russell Wilson in his first couple of years where it's yes. like, oh, this guy's not a real quarterback. He's the beneficiary of a real, you know of a good team around no, him. He's just better than you. The Eagles are not in the position they're in with any other quarterback. They went winless without Jalen Hurts in their starting lineup this year. Well, and it's also a way to keep moving uh, the goalposts for what a quarterback is good at. Like he happens to be good at being a quarterback, but also at being mobile, also at quarterback sneaks, also at throwing from outside the pocket. And if your argument to say, okay, well, take away throwing outside the pocket, take away quarterback sneaks, take away all this. Okay, then you're taking away his skills, no. not what makes a quarterback. That This is what Robbie should have said. You have to make Jalen Hurts throw the ball 35 to 40 times. You have to make Jalen Hurts confused when he's looking at the secondary. You have to make Jalen Hurts' RPO mesh be messed up. That's what he has to say. But when you're a kicker, this is what you say. You got to make Jalen Hurts, the number two vote getter when it comes to MVP, <laughs> Play quarterback. Robbie, love you, man, but I don't like that take. Be right back, guys. I got to go stretch my hamstrings. Devo <laughs> Samuel, um, last one on here. Uh, he has two two quotes here. So first, he says, it probably would have been different if we took one more quarterback into the game. Again, the second guy to talk about carrying the extra quarterback rule. I mean, the team was beat up. The team was down. You know, the team was sad, but it really didn't hit as hard as it's supposed to, if that makes sense, because at the end of the day, we knew, like, when we lost both our quarterbacks, it's like, what are we going to do? It's kind of like, 
you really don't have a chance at this point. So, um, I mean, it, it, it hurt for sure, but uh, I wish we, we took one more quarterback into that game and uh, it probably would have been a different outcome. No issues with this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would have been a different outcome, but agree that they had a hand tied behind their back, very limited in what they could do, and that they should have been allowed to carry an extra quarterback. I've been on teams where things aren't working. I've never been on a team where we're starting our fourth string quarterback, but I've been on teams where things aren't working and the coaches are handcuffed with their play calling to where we look at the down and distance, the situation. And before the quarterback gets into the huddle, I'm calling out the play. Here we go. Mm -hmm. We're going to run zone, right? We're going to run this because you know, that's all you have. That's all you have working at this point. And at some point in the game, when you're getting the brakes beat off of you, you're just trying to keep that clock running. So you can get up out of there. Cause you know that it's over. That was the situation with, the Niners. Debo has one more thing to say. This one on what he thinks happened if Purdy stays healthy. So the offense wasn't doing anything. Nothing. To be, like literally nothing. Nothing. Our defense was doing as what they were supposed to. And I, I felt like if Brock was in and our quarterback and how our offense moves, I mean, it would. It, I don't think it would have been close if that makes sense. So what were the final? Well, you say it wouldn't have been close. Like you think you could have beat him by double digits. Yeah. Like we beat everybody else. I mean, look, they had an amazing win streak heading into this game. They are a phenomenal team. One of the best teams in the NFC, an argument to be made for the best team in the NFC. Do I think that having Brock Purdy in there means automatically they win by double digits? Have you seen the Eagles? Mm. They're a great team. I wouldn't say you win by double digits. I say that you're close. If you look at just the drive chart, it was 17-14 to the Niners get the ball, they fumble. Eagles get the ball, they go three plays, 30 yards for a touchdown. Then the Niners take a knee for um, to end the half. Then you get the football, you go punt, 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 punt. Everyone's punting the ball. Then the Eagles go up 7-28. to 28. After that, it was a wrap. It was a matter of three series that changed the course of this game. The quarterbacks had a lot to do with it. But I don't see you winning by double digits. If you do win, it's by a score. Yeah. Uh, all right. Time for the IRG injury report brought to you by IRG Physical and Hand Therapy. Kraken leading scorer Andre Burakovsky will be out, quote, a while, according to GM Ron Francis. Not great news there. Coming up next, some uh, some prop bets we're going to be making. We like to make some donut bets here in the office. So uh, we've got some fun prop bets for the Super Bowl coming up. Let's see what you guys want to make next. Bumpin' Stacy, Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports Station. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Oh, I love the Super Bowl. And who doesn't love a prop bet? Now, we're not encouraging gambling, but we love making donut bets here in the office. Um, I'm usually the loser because I make bad ones, uh, like Washington beating Arizona in men's basketball. Um like uh, the Bears upsetting the Packers or something like that. Just just bad bets all around. But J.P. Crawford hitting a home run. Okay, to be fair, he did the next day. So Yeah, that was the next day. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it, in the, I just was sensing it in the imminent future, and I just got the day wrong. Now, you do hit on them uh, every now and then. You the Your most glorious victory was the one against the Tigers last year where you said the Mariners would score at least five runs in three straight games. And, and they, they did. did, and one of them was a walk-in a walk in run. Yeah, with two Fran. outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. I almost didn't get it. My heart was beating fast. Bump, let's see if I can get the better of you this time. All right. I believe in myself. So uh, let's go with a couple Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, you got these together. I added a couple fun ones, so they're going to be a surprise, but we'll start with some of yours. The color of the Gatorade that's dumped. 
All right, so I'll I'm going to go. I'll let you choose first in all of them because I'm kind. Okay, I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm going to, I got Philly winning this game. And I think the color of Gatorade oh. is determined by the winning team. If I were going with the Chiefs, i say it's orange for show. Orange yes. Gatorade being dumb. So since I'm going with Philadelphia, there is no green Gatorade. And if there was, there probably is, and it's probably bad. Green juice just no, doesn't, no. doesn't work for me. So I'm going to go with the traditional red. I think they go with red. the OG color. Fruit punch, is that what it is? The red Gatorade. That is, positive yeah. you don't want to go blue? I'm positive. Going okay. red. Uh, I'm going to go orange because I'm hoping the Chiefs will win for my uh, for my. Overall. That's the only reason why. Yeah, there's, I, I think the Eagles are going to be the better team, but I'm just kind of like willing the Chiefs to a win. Uh, all right, which beer brand commercial will air first? We know there's going to be 20. There's going to be beer, a lot of them. food, trucks, insurance. We're going to see Modelo. We're going to see Bud Corona. Light, Corona, Budweiser. You're going to get uh, some seltzer in Dos there. Equis. Yeah. But so, I'm going to go with the brand that just dominates, I feel like, every single year, and that's Bud Light. I think you have to go with Bud Light. Yeah, they're going to get okay, okay. Yeah, because okay. they are, I believe they're the official beer of the NFL, if I'm not well, mistaken. Well, obviously it's going to be them. You got to okay. stop letting me choose first. I know. Well, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, some of these are a little more creative. So I believe <laughs> in myself there. Okay, that, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to go with, now, question. If there is a commercial for Budweiser, does it count as Bud Light? No, it's Budweiser. I'm going Budweiser. Well, they're under the same parent company. I know, yeah. but that's why I was like, technically, uh, you have, like, yeah. if I said Coors Light, it can't be like, you know, anything else. It it's specific. Coors Light. It's, yeah. They're, they're, they're related. I'm then calling Budweiser, like All a right. classic Clydesdale commercial, whatever they do with Remember Budweiser. the Christmas Budweiser commercials with the horses? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. They should just <laughs> run that one back, honestly. It's still wintertime. Okay. Which snack? Commercial will air you, first. You got it. Okay. Easy. Well, we we have chips next, so I can't oh, choose snaps. the chips. So okay. take chips off the board. Chips will candy. count in its own category. Is candy be a snack? Candy can be a snack. Anything except for chips. All right. Um, which snack, 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 snack. Do peanuts count? Yeah, it's a snack. I think it's going to be peanuts. Peanuts. Yeah, they have, they've had I'm some take, creative like, Can I take peanuts slash any kind of nuts? <laughs> mixed sure. nuts sure okay i'm calling it because remember when they had the commercial where like mr peanut died no i don't remember that that was i think that was last year yeah they had a thing where like he died and then maybe they told the second half of the story in the super bowl i don't know but they killed off mr peanut for a minute damn so i know they have those commercials in there for pistachios and peanuts okay snacks i'm gonna go with uh the text line could be giving some help right now i'm not i don't want to help okay. i don't want to help okay I'm going with uh, Ritz. Ritz crackers. Ritz crackers? No, 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 no. Cheez-Its. Oh, that's... Cheez-Its. You should have done that from the jump. Cheez-Its, yeah. That was... Oh, that's a much better one. Okay, now we'll get to chips. The chip company that will air first. Do we I get gotta the go same first? one. Let's let's pick a flavor. Okay. Because I'm sure you're going to go Doritos, right? Yeah, and I was going to go Nacho. Nacho? What color bag is that? Red. It's the red one. All right, I'm going with the blue. Cool Ranch. Is that what it is, Cool Ranch? Okay. That is, yeah. All okay, right. okay. Bump. Cool Ranch. Uh, all right, let's get into some fun ones here. Uh, will a player propose after the game? Bump, what do you think? Average age between these two teams, both 26. So there's some young guys on here. 26. Could be out here. They're with the girl. She's at the game. You just won. Confetti all around. Mm. Valentine's Day around the corner. Dang. Um, going back, I should have went with the text lines. That's some good ones for that. See, that the te- you guys are texting yeah. in, trying to help out. All right. Um, will a player propose after the 
game. If Philly wins, Jalen Hurts is going to propose for his girl. She he he brought her out from behind the curtain this year. They went to school together. Oh. I believe she is a Delta. He is a Q. They got oh, that sorority so fraternity thing going. I'm going yes, and I'm going to say it's Jalen Hurts. Oh, I'm so upset. You win the entire thing if that happens. Okay, but I am de facto going to say no. Uh, I just, uh, I don't see that happening. And also the Chiefs will win. Patrick Mahomes is already married. Uh, It's just, I'm just calling that right now. I feel pretty good about it. Um, Let's see. Uh, What will Rihanna sing first? You got it. Me? Like I go first or you you think I got it right? No, you go first. You go first. Um. I think it's going to be one of her more clubby poppy songs. Like she's not going to open with like needed me mm-hmm. or better have my money. <laughs> Even though I would love her two of my favorite Rihanna songs. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Curtis. You mentioned it earlier. I'm stealing it. Don't stop the music or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Please yep. don't stop the music. 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 Yeah. Don't stop the music. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Okay, you going Rihanna? Don't stop. Texters the music. in here just being like, "You guys aren't paying. You need to do this." I'm going with "Shine Bright Like a Diamond" because it's gonna set it's gonna set the tone. She's gonna come out nice and slow and oh yeah, and it's gonna be like, like a diamond. Yeah. This is great sports yeah. radio, I think. <laughs> Tonight, okay. Recapping: These are all the prop bets we've made. Whoever gets the most wrong has to bring in donuts. All right, and I have agreed. That no matter what, if Jalen Hurts proposes to his girlfriend after this game, even if you get every other bet wrong, you win. Yep. Okay. Color of the Gatorade that's dumped. You've got red. I've got orange. Beer brand commercial airing first. You've got Bud Light. I've got Budweiser. Snack commercial. I've got peanuts slash any kind of nut pistachios uh, taking the field. You've got cheese. Should have went M&M's, but yes. I know the entire text line said M&M's, and I feel like that, dude, M&M's have been everywhere. That was the move. Mm -hmm. That was the Mm -hmm. move. Um, which chip company? I've got Doritos Nachos, of course, and you've got Cool Ranch. Will a player propose? This is the this is the tie. This is it right here. If Jalen Hurts proposes, it's game over for me. Uh, Rihanna song first. I have Don't Stop the Music, which it will absolutely be, no doubt in my mind. And you've got the diamond shine bright like a diamond. I feel I like this is. I feel going, good about all of this. If Rihanna comes out with diamond, I'm Facetiming you. And- <laughs> I'm going to perform with her. (laughs) (laughs) Losing my mind. Uh, All right. Uh, We've got lots to cover from around the NFL, not just the Super Bowl, including a lawsuit now from Brett Favre suing Shannon Sharp. We'll tell you why. And Brandon Marshall pranked Patrick Mahomes in the cruelest way. This is so mean. All of that coming up at 1230. Before then, though, Seahawks wide receiver Laquan Treadwell joins us. Don't go anywhere.